to the Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left, press coverage, snap to Haney, throws it over the middle, Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, old Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And as always, you can find the podcast on Twitter slash X or Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff at Trilogy underscore pod. We are back. We are officially done with the preseason. We have our final preseason game. Now we have a couple weeks till we have the opening game of the Green Bay Packers season, which is obviously very, very exciting. We go to Chicago for that one Sunday the 10th, uh, September 10th. It's a 325 game. Should be a fun one to start the season in Jordan Love's tenure as the Packers' starting quarterback. Very, very excited about that. We're going to briefly go over the uh, Seahawks game. Um, I, I really like, I feel like this preseason game, to me, to me, was a lot of what we already know. And we saw a lot of what we already know, right? We saw the offense start slow. And then they get in a rhythm and they go down the field, score a touchdown, right? A missed throw deep from Jordan Love. Also some good throws from Jordan Love. Um, this time he showed us a little bit more in the scrambling department. Got out and you know got a first down on third down. Was scrambling a little bit more um, when the pocket was breaking down. And scrambling to run, not just scramble to throw. I do always love the scramble, move around keep your eyes downfield, but if nothing opens up, the ability to run is important too, and Jordan showed that. And then defensively, they were shut down early. I know, you know, Geno Smith wasn't out there. I don't think a lot of the starters were out there, but the defensive line was absolutely disruptive between TJ Slayton, Kenny Clark. You know, TJ Slayton's out there doing the Gilbert Brown Gravedigger celebration, which I've seen a lot of like side by sides of those two celebrations with Gilbert Brown and TJ Slayton, both wearing 93, all that kind of stuff. It's it's fun, it's exciting. I think he's doing a great job at that nose tackle position. Kenny Clark comes out for the first time in the preseason and absolutely demolishes um anyone that was across from him. Uh, very good. I I mean, we didn't need to see him, but it was still a little exciting to see him go out there and just know that we he's still Kenny Clark right um but that defensive line like I talked about the last couple weeks it's exciting it's it's very it's a good thing that they are being disruptive like that because it's making everything a lot easier and when the second team went in they weren't being quite as disruptive and to their credit for the most part guys like Carl Brooks Kobe Wooden who are in on that second unit 
have been disruptive so far this preseason. They were not in this game, and that's when the Seahawks started to gash us in the run game. So, like I said, I think this, one, the rotation is important because now, you know, you take Devontae Wyatt out for a snap, you get Carl Brooks in there who's at 100%, and then Devontae Wyatt comes back in after a couple snaps, and then Kenny Clark goes out, and then you have... You know, Colby wouldn't come in, and he's fresh, and once Kenny's fresh again, you can rotate through. That's very important on the defensive line. And I, d- I just think it's it's so important what we're seeing from this defensive line and this defense as a whole. But, you know, obviously we don't see guys like Rashawn Gary, Devondre Campbell's out, We you know, Jair Alexander hasn't played, those types of things. It's, I just I'm excited about this defense and this Seahawks game proved that to me yet again, especially up front. And then on the offensive side of the ball, like I said, Jordan showed a little bit more in terms of scrambling in this game, but for the most part, the offense is kind of what we expected. Um, Romeo Dobbs was out this game, didn't play, sounded like it was mainly precautionary. Malik Heath comes in, he looks like he is he's for sure a roster lock as an undrafted free agent, which is crazy. He is a roster lock. He might be the third outside receiver in this offense. So the third receiver is Jaden Reed, right? But he's mainly and <laughs> might only have played in the slot all preseason, right? He hasn't been taking outside reps. So Christian Rotz and Romeo Dobbs, you know, they need a break. They go down for a little bit, whatever the case is. It seems like Malik, he's that next guy. It's not Samari Toure. Uh, Dontavian Wicks is coming back from injury. Grant DeBose isn't quite there yet. It's Malik Heath is our fourth wide receiver. And to his credit, he deserves it. He's been playing incredible. Showed that in this game. um, Showed that Jordan Love has a lot of trust and faith in him. Throwing him the ball in these situations. Um, He was targeted quite a bit with Jordan Love in that game. So, I mean, good for him. Um, But I, I just think... It showed a lot of what we already knew with a little bit of um, extra stuff from Jordan Love, but also some of the same stuff, deep ball accuracy, missed that throw to Christian Watson. I Initially when I saw it, I was like, oh my goodness, no, that was such a bad throw. Um, but after replay, it was a bad throw, don't get me wrong. Like he needs, If he lays it out in front of Christian Watson, that's a touchdown, an easy touchdown at that. Um, but he, he does underthrow him, but Christian had the ball in his hands and it looked like on the replay I was looking at, it seemed like he actually like the ball was coming out before the defender ever got there. So he was just going to drop that ball. Like he hadn't even been contested yet. I mean, he knows he's going to get hit. He knows the contest is coming, but he hasn't been touched yet. And the ball's coming out of his hands. So Christian Watson should make that play and he has to make that play if he wants to be the Packers number one receiver Um, because I think Romeo Dobbs does make that play (laughs) at this point I think Jaden Reed and Malik Heath go up and make that play too now I don't know if they're running with five yards of separation like Christian Watson is because he's just he's built different with that with that size and speed he has but that I, I just think he's got to go up and make that play. Yes, it was a bad throw. The throw needs to be better, 100%. But Christian needs to go up and make that play as well. Um, so we are going to get into... That's kind of all I wanted to go through for the game. Um, it's a preseason game. I have a lot of the same 
information that I have for you in the other two preseason games, so I wanted to do a little something different. Hopefully this podcast isn't outdated by the time you hear it, but we're going to go into 53-man roster projections. Um, so I haven't done – normally I do a way too early one of these, but I didn't get a chance to do that this year. We are going to do cutdowns our Tuesday, so hopefully you listen early. And if not, we'll see how close I am, right? Um, and you can see how smart or stupid I am based on the actual 53-man roster that they put together. Now, a lot of things to consider, right? Injuries, things like that. So, like, Eric Stokes is not going to be on my 53-man roster projection. They haven't um, started or taken him off the physically unable to perform list yet. So likely he's going to start the year on the pup list, which means he doesn't take an active roster spot until he comes back. Um, but he needs to, he won't play for at least four games if he enters the season on the pup list, which I expect him to. So that's why he's not on this list. Um, and then there's some like injuries on younger guys, Dontavian Wicks. He's been injured. You know, are the Packers going to put him on the roster and then put him on IR, or, or what are they going to do with him? Those types of questions. So we'll go through all of that stuff in what I think. Um, as of right now, I have eight guys that I am not entirely sure about, okay? So what I mean by that is basically I'm confident in all of the other positions right outside of these eight so I have 45 guys I'm pretty confident are going to make the team and then I have this list of eight guys that I'm not entirely confident are going to make the team some more than others some I still think are pretty much locks but um we'll we'll kind of see on those and those are the ones I if there's going to be a cut at that position I expect it to be that person um but we'll see We'll see. Um, and then there's a couple of guys that I kind of wanted to get on the roster, but I just felt more comfortable with other position versatility and things like that, you know, as we're going through this. So let's dive in. Quarterbacks, we're keeping two. Jordan Love, Sean Clifford. I don't think there's much question about this. I think Alex Mugu will probably end on the practice squad, but two on the 53-man roster. Running backs, I keep two, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Um, I think they're going to try to get most of the guys on the practice squad, you know, Emmanuel Wilson, Patrick Taylor, um, you know, guys like we'll see with like Lou Nichols, he's injured, Tyler Goodson, he's injured. We'll see about that kind of stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get some of those guys back on the practice squad as well. So through the first two positions, I don't think there's a ton to talk about. You can talk about bringing Emmanuel Wilson or Patrick Taylor. To me, if they keep three running backs, it's going to be Patrick Taylor, even though I think Emmanuel Wilson is the better back. And if there is an injury between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I think Emmanuel Wilson's the guy they call up to get actual snaps. But Patrick Taylor is the more versatile guy that can go out and play special teams for you and be a, a core special teamer for you. So if they keep three on the roster, on the active roster, I think Patrick Taylor is the easy guy to say just because he does everything else so well. But like I said, if there's an injury, I think Emmanuel Wilson's the next guy up in that regard. Wide receivers, I'm keeping seven. 
I just had a hard time um, not keeping all seven guys, right? I just Obviously, there's more guys on the team right now, but the seven, the top seven, I just had a hard time cutting anyone. Um, so Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, absolute roster locks. I think Malik Heath and Dontavian Wicks at this point are pretty much roster locks. And Dontavian Wicks, he's been injured here and there. But if you watch some of the clips from camp of him running routes, he has a nasty release package. Um, and he he has put cornerbacks on skates time and time again when he's been able to be out there and healthy. So I, I think he's going to make the roster. Um, so that's five of the seven. Grant DeBose and Samari Toure are my last two. And to me, the one that is questionable, like if it was my choice and we were keeping six, Samari Toure is the odd man out to me. Now, you guys know how much I love Grant DeBose. And the only question with this is like, is Dontavian Wicks healthy? Or maybe they keep seven and they put... Dontavian Wicks on IR or whatever the case is, I don't think his injury is that severe, but um, you know we'll have to to wait and see on that. The only thing that makes me question the Samari Toure over Grant Debose is if Dontavian Wicks can't play and they're only going to keep six, we don't really know that Grant Debose is ready to play football yet, even though he's definitely got more talent and and more upside. Then Samari Toure, we know Samari Toure knows the offense and can play the offense right now. Um, and he does have some special teams. You know, they in the Seahawks game, he was back returning kicks and punts. I think he's probably third on the punt and kick return. Kick return, I think Keyshawn Nixon is number one. He has to be. He was too good last year not to be. Jaden Reed, number two, then Samari Toure. Punt returns, I personally think it's Jaden Reed first then Keyshawn, then Samari Toure. But, you know, something happens, an injury happens. You know, Keyshawn Nixon goes down and he's out for three weeks. All of a sudden, you're a Jaden Reed tweaked ankle away from needing a new punt and kick returner. And having that Samari Toure on the roster helps with that. That's why I ultimately decided to keep seven at the wide receiver position. Tight end slash fullback, I'm keeping three. Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Josiah DeGuara. I don't think it's much question, especially with the injury to Tyler Davis, who, importantly, was going to do a lot for special teams. Um, I think it's no question now. Now, if Tyler Davis was healthy, you know, it'd be a question about Josiah DeGuara and Tyler Davis. Um, I think Tyler Davis wins out, but now do we keep four if all are healthy? But in this scenario... I have three. Would not be surprised if with injuries and things like that, they go out and pick someone up um, on roster cutdowns in this tight end slash um, fullback room. We'll see about it, but as of right now, I have three on the roster. So offensive line, I have our starting five, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Running Jr., and Zach Tom. Um... Our two swing tackles, Rashid Walker, Yash Nijman, um, with Rashid Walker kind of beating out Yash as the the swing tackle. Um, so we do have two swing tackles. And then uh, Sean Ryan, Caleb Jones, Royce Newman to round it out for 10 offensive linemen. Royce Newman, if I, had to, if I could only keep nine, Royce Newman would be my, be my odd man out. 
seems kind of weird because then that means we'd have David Bakhtiari, Zach Tom, Rashid Walker, Yash Nyman, Caleb Jones. So we'd have five <laughs> offensive tackles. Um, I just really like all of those guys. And the versatility of a guy like Zach Tom who can go play guard, he can go play center. John Runyon can go play center. You know, if John Runyon is playing center, Zach Tom can play right guard and you can bring in Rashid Walker at right tackle. You, you know, you can move guys around. You have enough position versatility that you can do that. Um, so to me, it it's not a huge deal if you have more tackles than interior offensive linemen um, because of just how they've trained their offensive linemen and knowing that they have so much versatility in some of these guys that some of these tackles can go in and play inside and, you know, vice versa. Elton Jenkins can play anywhere. Zach Tom can play anywhere. All those types of things. Um, so moving to the defense. So the before we get there, sorry. Um, our offense, we I kept 24 players. So the rest is going allocated to defense and special teams. So on the defensive line, I kept six. Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Carl Brooks, Colby Wooden. None of these are a surprise. Um, I contemplated keeping Jonathan Ford off, and we'll we'll get to um, in the linebacker and safety realm where there's a player that we could keep on if we keep Jonathan Ford off. Um, I thought he played pretty well. And if you don't want Kenny Clark playing in those, you want Kenny Clark playing that um, kind of up-the-field disruptor three technique type of guy like they want him to be playing and that he showed in the Seahawks game why they want him to play there, um, then you don't really have a backup nose tackle on the roster outside of Jonathan Ford. So that's why I felt like it just made a lot of sense to keep him. But again, I would not be surprised if he's one of the ones that's not on the list. But the other five for me are absolute locks. Um, and the reason I want to keep Jonathan Ford is so I can keep Kenny Clark playing that just disruptor three technique type of, you know, D end type. Um, and then, like I said, TJ Slayton at the nose, Devontae Wyatt, and then you have the rotation snaps from Carl Brooks, Colby Wooden, and Jonathan Ford you have out there if TJ Slayton gets hurt. Um, then your edge rushers, I think without question, the top five should make this roster. Um, I know there's been some talk about Justin Hollins not making this roster, but to me, he needs to be on this team. Um, so it's Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, Kingsley Anigbari, Justin Hollins, and then I also kept Brenton Cox Jr. He is a guy, another one, him and Jonathan Ford, if they don't keep one of them and they want to keep a more special teams type of guy, uh, at linebacker or safety, it would not surprise me. Um, that linebacker that could make the team if one of those isn't is a guy like Tariq Carpenter, who's kind of a special teams ace. Um, he's not going to show you much on defense, but he should be helpful in special teams. Um, moving along to linebacker, I kept four. Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Isaiah McDuffie, and then I kept Eric Wilson. I think Tyreek Carpenter could be a guy here. Um, Eric Wilson is your special teams guy. If you keep Tariq Carpenter, he's a special teams guy. Neither one of them, you really want playing any snaps on defense. Um, but like I said, those are kind of versatile, but I think Eric Wilson wins out slightly there. 
Um, and like I said, if you decide not to keep Jonathan Ford or Brenton Cox, then maybe you can sneak uh, uh, Tariq Carpenter in there for more special teams ability. Cornerbacks, again, we are not putting Eric Stokes on this list because he is on the pup list. But we, I have five. Um, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, Carrington Valentine, I think are all absolute roster locks, no question about it. And then I'm keeping Corin, Corey Ballantyne, um, mainly for special teams. And if you need him in a pinch, I, th- there's worse options um, as cornerbacks like Shamar Jean Charles or, you know, um, Kembry Thomas, things like that. You know, there's just there's worse options out there, and he's a good special teamer, so I think he makes this team. Um, but, again, another guy that I'm not 100% confident in. Safeties, Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, Anthony Johnson Jr. are kind of the guys I expect to be on this roster, but I don't think there are any really true full-on roster locks uh, in this safety room. Like, Darnell Savage should be, but who knows? The only guy we have control on after this year is Anthony Johnson Jr. That's why I think he makes this team. I just, it's not a pretty room, um, but I do think those are the three most likely to make it, in my opinion. And then the other two I kept on, Jonathan Owens and Dallin Levitt. Levitt is there for special teams. If he's playing defense, it is not not good at all. Uh, we are going to be struggling hardcore if he's playing defense. Um, and then Jonathan Owens, you can put Traverius Moore in there. Well, I mean, pick your flavor. Tarverius Moore is just coming off an injury. That's why I, I don't have him on this list, and I prefer Jonathan Owens. Um, but neither one of them have been particularly good in camp, and that's just where we're at. So we'll quick uh, – actually, before we do that, um, our specialist kicker, Anders Carlson, obviously lots of ups and downs in camp, looked really, really good in the Seattle game. I have our punter, Daniel Whelan. I just, I think with this young team, why would we keep the guy that's 30-some years old who's on a one-year deal? And I just, the Pat O'Donnell thing, like I kind of get it for the holding. He's a little bit better of a holder. But you want to grow this team together. I think growing Anders Carlson and Daniel Whelan together could be a good thing. And the punting they're about the same right now, but Daniel Whelan can grow and Pat O'Donnell can't. So, like, I just think it makes a lot more sense for this team to keep Daniel Whelan than Pat O'Donnell, just in my eyes. And Matt Orzik as our long snapper, that's about all you need to know about that because I don't actually know much about him. Um, but that seems to be the consensus. I can't say I've been watching that battle <laughs> in training camp. So, like I said, we'll go through very quickly. Uh, keeping two quarterbacks, Jordan Love, Sean Clifford, two running backs, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, seven wide receivers, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Malik Heath, Dontavian Wicks, Grant DeBose, Samari Toure. Tight end room slash fullback room, we're keeping three, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Josiah DeGuara. Offensive line, ten of them. David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon Jr., Zach Tom, Rashid Walker, Yash Nyman, uh, Sean Ryan, Caleb Jones and Royce Newman. Defensive line six, Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Carl Brooks, Colby Wooden, Jonathan Ford. Edge six, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, Kingsley Anigbari, Justin Hollins, Brenton Cox Jr. 
Linebackers were keeping four. Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Isaiah McDuffie, Eric Wilson. Cornerback were keeping five. Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, Carrington Valentine, and Corey Ballantyne. Safety, Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, Jonathan Owens, Anthony Johnson Jr., Dallin Levitt. Specialist, kicker, Anders Carlson. Punter, Daniel Wheeland, and long snapper, Matt Orzik. Um... And the guys that are questionable, I kind of went through them already, but the guys that are on the bubble for me that I put on the roster, Samari Toure, Royce Newman, Jonathan Ford, Brenton Cox Jr., Eric Wilson, Corey Ballantyne, Jonathan Owens, Dallin Levitt. Um, And those are the guys that I'm kind of questioning and wouldn't be surprised if they were off and replaced with someone else at their position or they're off and they're replaced with someone that is more a special teams guy, like a Tariq Carpenter um, and things like that. So that's where we're at for today. Kind of a shorter episode, but I just wanted to go through um, the 53-man roster and see how close I am with my projections and predictions. Um, And we'll be back looking at the Bears coming up again on September 10th. We'll do a preview episode next week. Very, very excited about that. And then we have real football. Real football. Real football. So, so exciting. Just a couple weeks away. Um, Well, a little less than a couple weeks away now. So very, very exciting there. And like I said, we'll be back next week to talk Bears, to talk about that team, preview that game. But until then, Go Pack Go!